Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matufu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovo, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. <laughs> freedom reigns in this place. Showers of mercy and grace falling on every face. Freedom experience. Experience in Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord and glory to God. Hallelujah. Thanks for turning in once again. This is Pastor Dennis Matt of Other from Kampala, Uganda. Freedom Experience Ministry, where we experience Christ as our life, as our light, grace, and reality. We see that we enjoy this Christ from the scriptures. We are taking him as our day-to-day portion. This is our burden to see that we show you how you can take your portion on a daily basis how you can enjoy christ and take him as your inheritance there is nothing better and there is nothing best that christ god has given us other than his son jesus christ to be our allotment to be our portion in the name of jesus christ yes and i want to take you in these wonderful scriptures to see this christ and to see how we are going to apply him in our day-to-day life Every scripture in the Bible carries the spirit behind and the life behind. And we are supposed to see past beyond this letter, the realm of the letter, and we enter into the spiritual realm, whereby we see the scriptures in the spirit and we see the life that is in these scriptures. And when you look into these scriptures intently, you will see Christ. You see the manifold wisdom of God, how he's showing us to live Christ as the head and 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 that we are supposed to live as the church which is the body of christ and we also discover what we call church life the way we are supposed to live as we are practicing this christ that we have received in the church this is the burden uh, that we have brought to you this is a burden as a ministry and i believe the lord is faithful giving us the grace to carry it on in jesus mighty name glory to god hallelujah Thank you for turning in uh, once again. Let's continue in our teaching today. Uh, previously, we are talking about the old man and we are defining the old man according to the scriptures and according to the revelation that Christ has given. And we want today to see that we discover another one, which is what is the new man? We are going to talk about the new man. What is the new man? Remember, previously we are saying that... Uh, the, the old man um, previously for those of you if you missed that lesson please just go back and check with our uh, previous episodes and previous series on the website www.freedomexperienceministry.org 
we saw that the old man has got two aspects and that is the uh, the, the, the individual aspect and something which is corporate also we have got to see it that way according to scriptures we see the old man as your soul life your fallen life we saw that and uh, we saw also that the old man is the old mankind which was uh, the enlargement of Adam that was also crucified on the cross so we saw several um, scriptures that talk about this old man and how we are supposed to get rid of him the victory has been already attained Christ has showed us the way in fact he has become the way for us to be at cross from the old man from the old life to the new man the new life the resurrection life so today we are talking about the new man in the new testament we see that the new testament records the new man three times now there are some things that are amazing in the new testament the old man is recorded three times and also the new man is recorded three times and these all these times are recorded by paul because he saw the vision just as christ was showing the vision to him so we see that is indicated three times in the in the new testament and that is in the book of ephesians chapter 2 verses 15 and also Ephesians chapter 4 verses 23 plus Colossians 3:10 as we're going to study them uh, book uh, scripture and verse by verse so we see that Paul says that Christ on the cross created one new man that is in Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 15 he says that um, having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances for to make in himself twain one new man out of two he made one new man so making peace the way christ brought peace on earth reconciling the two in one that is the greek and the jews uh, rather the, the 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 jews and the gentiles he unites us to make one new man which we are going to see today he said he made one new man in himself in himself so when we come to ephesians chapter 4 and verses 24 paul tells us to put on the new man which was created according to god he says now when we come back to verses uh, verses uh, 20 uh, he says in verses 20, uh, let us begin from verse 20. He says that, But ye have not so learned Christ. You see, even when we are learning scriptures, we are to learn Christ in scriptures. So verse 20 says that, But you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have had him, had Christ, and have been taught by Christ, by him, as the truth is in Jesus. Look at this verse. Look at this wonderful verse. It is showing us that even in our teachings, we are to be people who have learned Christ. We are to be people who have heard Christ of Christ. We are to be people who have been taught by Christ. And we have been, we have got to be people who have seen the truth which is in Jesus Christ. So he says in verses 22 that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed 
be renewed in the spirit of your mind. He says, how do we, how are we supposed to be renewed in the spirit of my of our mind? Verse twenty four says that, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Glory to God, Hallelujah. So we see that Paul is telling us to put on the new man, which was created according to God. Now the new man is created according to God, not according to us. Not according to our prayer. He is created according to God and according to his purpose. You see? So, this is another thing for us to know. When we come to Colossians 3.10, Paul continues to tell us in Colossians 3.10, he says in verses 10, he says that um, okay, let us begin from verses 8 because I always want to begin from some two verses behind for us to see the picture. He says that, But now you also put off all this. There are some things we are commanded to put off. And once we put off those things, we are putting off the old man. Those are, uh, those are actions. Those are characters of the old man. He says that, but now you also put off the all, all, all this anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. The deeds they are mentioning above, they are deeds of the old man. We are not supposed to be using them when we have put off the old man. He says that seeing you have put off this is an old a past tense we have already put off the old man according to the scriptures according to God now let us also get rid of the deeds of the old man which we put off it says seeing that you have put off the old man that is yourself that is your soul life it says that and with all his deeds then verse 10 tells us and have put on the new man now, when you look into these things, these verses, they are already—they—they they, they are showing us that they are already done. They have been finished. These are finished work. We have—they said—and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of Him that created Him. The new man is always renewed. The more we continue to know Christ, the more we continue to know Christ the new man is renewed. The Bible uses the word renewed because sometimes our minds picks out, picks up the old mind, picks up the old deeds. Our soul life brings in the old life so that we may practice it. And when the old man, uh, the old deeds are brought back, they make our newness to become old. Thereby, the Bible says, we are to be renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. The more we continue to know Christ, we are being made, we are renewed. We are already new. But whenever we go back in the old life, we think, carnal mind, we have the carnal mind, we do fleshly desires, we think the filthy things, we speak those vulgar words, 
we we mind about earthly things those things olden olden they olden our mind they bring in oldness and when oldness comes in we begin to practice the things of the old man forgetting that we have been renewed in Christ then we are told that whenever we continue to enter into the scriptures study the scriptures listen to messages like this one the bible says that we are renewed we are renewed in the knowledge after the image of Christ the image of him that created him who created the old man Christ created the old man by becoming rather Christ created the new man by becoming the very new man in us for us to live in the new man so the more we know concerning Christ the no, the, no, the more we experience this Christ we are renewed it says that we have put on the new man which is being renewed the word being renewed is a continuous process the question is what is the old what is the new man what is the new man was it created by Christ on the cross or is it being created now through our being renewed now these are the questions i've come to answer what is the old man was this old man created by Christ on the cross or is it being created in the process of being created now through our being renewed because we see the scripture is combining two things so in this um in, in the first mention of of the new man Paul told us that he was speaking of how Christ created one new man in Ephesians 2:15 he says that Christ created one new man out of two peoples on the earth and on the earth the two peoples are the Jews and the Gentiles you see so when Christ laid the enmity that was between them these two peoples because of ordinances they had their set laws and rules and commandments regulations and ordinances that brought differences the bible says that the lord caused the ordinances to be taken away and it says that in ephesians 2:15 vision 2:15 he brought that reconciliation and this shows us that the new man is something corporate something which is not individual something which is corporate just as adam was not only a single man but the beginning of man was all collected in adam was a collective entity when you go back in genesis 1:26 the bible says and god says let us make man in our own image let them the man which appears to be singular became let them which is a plural in others when god created adam he was creating a collective man a corporate man a man who included many men in him the same applies to the new man the new man is something which is corporate we are all members of the race of the fallen adam we came from adam and this is the corporate man which is also called the old man as we saw in the previous teaching in the scriptures when we read Ephesians 4:22 and Romans 6:6 we see many characteristics such as pride we have read pride selfishness 
anger, lust, vain glory, that these are the deeds of the old man, the fallen man. Now, although we may think there are many kinds of men in God's view, when we come to God, all fallen mankind is part of the old man, the corporate Adam, who was crucified on the cross with Christ. We might appear to be many, but we are all part of one person, Adam. When we get saved, we might appear to be many, but we become part of Christ, the last Adam, the new man. This is the way God takes and sees things. Hallelujah. So, on one hand, Christ created this new man on the cross. When he died on the cross, the first revelation is that he created the new man on the cross by reconciling these two peoples, the Jews and the, 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 the Gentiles, making two in one and formed one new man, which is now the church. On the one hand, we see that this was done on the cross. Now, on the other hand, this new man comes into existence as the Holy Spirit transforms us by his working in us. The more we yield to the Holy Spirit, the more we study the scriptures, the more we listen to teachings and preachings, messages that are filled with Christ and the Spirit, we are transformed by the Holy Spirit. When he is working in us, this new man is being renewed. In other words, the new man comes into existence in two aspects. The first form is when Christ, when the new man was created on the cross, objectively. But subjectively, we see that this new man comes into existence as the Holy Spirit transforms us by his working in us. Now the church has got to know this. In the Bible we use two terms. We, we use two terms. There's what we call objective truth and subjective truth. All things have got two aspects. There is those things that are objective and there are those things that are subjective. When things that are objective become subjective, that is when we begin to experience them. That's when we begin to enjoy them. When the truth which is objective becomes subjective, that's when you begin to experience that truth. So, for example, according to the scriptures, the new man was created on the cross. That is an objective aspect. You were not there. It was done by Christ, by himself, alone. It is an objective truth. It was done by Christ only. But for that fact to turn to our experience, we have got to first of all believe in it. Then we have got to yield ourselves and see ourselves that way. And we take ourselves that way. We count ourselves that way. And as we yield to the Holy Spirit, continue in the knowledge of Christ, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will now bring this new man into existence the more he works within us in a subjective way for our experience. I hope that you understand me on that. So, we have got to know that in the scriptures, these two things are seen. They are important. Two things. And I've showed you. There's what we call the objective and subjective. So, when the Bible says that Christ 
created the new man on the cross. And again, we see that even today, there is also the working of this new man, bringing him into existence into our lives by experience as the Holy Spirit transforms us by his working in us. So what many Christians understand of the new man is mainly concerning is mainly concerning uh, uh, the individual aspect. They know the new man as they are themselves being made new, become new persons. They consider the new man as our new person in Christ, what you have become in Christ. Most of the Christians will see it that way. Now this understanding may not be incorrect. It is true. It is true the new man is the new you in Christ. But that is not enough. When we come to the the, the, the scripture in Galatians 2.20, we may say that the new I is the new man, the Christ in me. But it is, when we take it that way, we will be, we will be short of revelation of the new man presented in the scriptures. Because Ephesians and Colossians speak of the new man created by Christ of the two classes of people on the earth. Those are the Jews and the Gentiles. Now in this new man, Colossians 3.11 says that in this new man where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian or Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. Now we see that Another aspect is to seek the new man in a corporate way, whereby the new man involves those that were once circumcised and uncircumcised, he involves those that were once barbarian and Scythian, and those who are bond and slave, are free, and those that were Jew and Greek, they were all combined into one new man. Now this makes the new man to become a corporate person involving the work of Christ on the cross. So what then is the new man? I've begin now, I've begun now to answer this question. I begin now to answer this question. The new man is something corporate and it is something of Christ, something that is made of Christ, uh, coming out of Christ. It is something corporate and something of Christ. It is actually just the church. The church is the new man that humanity that is redeemed, regenerated, and transformed by Christ Jesus. You see, on one hand, Christ created this new man on the cross. On the other hand, this new man comes into existence as the Holy Spirit transforms us by his working in us. Today, Christ is continuing his work. He's continuing his work of saving us. And the more we are saved, the, the, the more uh, uh, we are saved in our spiritual, in our soul life, the more we begin to see that this new man is created in us. There is an ongoing salvation, the salvation of our souls, whereby the Holy Spirit is working this new man into us. Amen. So, the new man is of the new creation. The new man is of the new creation, which is God's old creation, with the element of God added to it. You see, when we talk about the new man, we don't talk about something that God created 
that it was new, it came from heaven, and it was dropped on earth. No, the new man comes from the old, God's old creation with the element of God added to it. When we got saved, we were old. We were from the old creation, the Adamic race. We who were old believed in Christ and Christ entered into us as the element of God that was added into our old creation, our old life, and that old life was renewed, was made new. So, the new man is the new creation, which is God's old creation, with the element of God added to it. When we were regenerated, God's life and God's nature entered into us, and we became a new creation. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man is a, in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. All things are past. Behold, all things are become new. In other words, you have got to, to begin to see yourself that all your oldness has become new. All, you, all of you, all of your life, you have become new. Behold, all things are become new. This is the beginning of the new man. When you get saved, that's where the new man begins from. Then he continues to be renewed into us and formed into us by the work of the Holy Spirit. So we can also say, as Paul indicates in Ephesians chapter 4 and Colossians chapter 3, we can say that the new man is being created as the believers are being transformed daily into the image of Christ and built together into a dwelling place of God in spirit. Let us read Ephesians chapter 2, verses, we shall begin from verses 19 to verses 22. We are saying that the new man is being created as the believers are being transformed daily into the image of Christ and built together into a dwelling place of God in spirit. And this is what Ephesians 2 is telling us, beginning from verses uh, 19, the Bible says, Now therefore there are, there are no more strangers, now as we are no more strangers, we have been included. We have access. We are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens, with the saints and of the household of God, and are built up upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together grows unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So this is an ongoing work that is going on. From the day you accepted Christ, the new man was begun. Then he is continuing, is being built up into us and to become the full God is dwelling. God is dwelling place. Hallelujah. So this new man expresses all the divine attributes of Christ in the uplifted and transformed human virtues. When we are in the new man as the church, as the corporate new man, the church's work is to 
express all the divine attributes of Christ. Whether be, be it powers, be it graces, be it characters, we are to express the divine attributes of Christ uh, because we are now uplifted. We have been transformed. We, are now, we now have the, the human virtues. God's attributes becoming our virtues. So the church as the corporate new man and we as the new mankind on this earth, we accomplish God's eternal purpose of expressing Christ in this universe, of expressing God in this universe. But you cannot express God unless you are, you have become like him. So this, that's why we need to be people who are uh, transformed and are built up on a daily basis by the work of the Holy Spirit. So I will stop from here. God bless you. I believe that you have learned something and may you enjoy this day's portion in the word. God bless you. This is Pastor Dennis Matov Oda from Kampala, Uganda. We love you and we know that by following us, you will bless the Lord for these wonderful teachings. Please share the teachings. Invite more people on our radio. Invite more people on our platform. Invite more people on our website. We have rich content on our website. Just visit there on www.freedomexperienceministry.org. God bless you. To get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ. All divisions, confusions, denominations, and problems come from these two sources, doctrines and gifts. If we are frank and honest, we will admit that the more doctrines and gifts we have, the more divisions we have in the church. Every division and denomination is built up on either a certain doctrine or a certain kind of gift. I am standing here to challenge this. My attitude is toward Christ, not toward doctrine. I don't like to talk about doctrine. We simply need to help people to believe in Jesus Christ, to personally receive him as their savior and the son of God who was incarnated as a man, died on the cross for our sins and resurrected on the third day. Then we need to help people to love this Christ, to know this Christ, to experience this Christ and to be built up as a church to experience this Christ. As long as we do that, that is wonderful, that is good enough. Let us forget everything else. Let us love Christ. Let us know Christ. Let us experience Experience Christ. Let us enjoy Christ. Let us be built up as a church to experience and express this Christ. Freedom experience. Experiencing Christ. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.